0: Hello, and welcome back to True Crime Guys Podcast. I'm Michael, and Andy's still here. I am never leaving. You... (laughs) Well, that's why I, ta- I taped you to the chair, actually. Well, it's, yeah, it's not very good. Yeah. It's, not really gonna it's industrial company. duct tape. I don't put it on his hands him. because he likes to talk with his hands. I got to get a little aggravated. But from now. the knees down, duct tape to the chair.
1: Yeah, I can't move my, I uh, just a real sweat going on right, right.
0: here. <laughs> this is how I get him to work on Sandu Stories on time.
1: Yeah, I got some it's serious <laughs> swamp ass going I'm going to crack a window at some point.
0: Speaking of guys, I want you guys to check out our other show, Sandu Stories, whenever you get a chance, wherever you listen to podcast episode three just came out March 7th. You're hearing this episode. Well, if you're hearing on the day it came out, March 8th. But March 7th, Killer on the Net came oh, out.
1: It's always fun to be doing stuff in the future. Yeah, yeah, it, it gets, is. It gets weird to be time traveling like this sometimes. <laughs> we time travel a lot
0: in True Crime Guys now. Uh, but Andy, you want to use your uh, trailer voice and tell us what this uh, Killer on the Net episode is about? Let me, let me
1: get myself ready, Michael. Yeah, I can go ahead and get this going. Do it. Loosely based on the story of serial killer John Edward Robinson, this is the tale of A True Crime What If, where the killer meets his match and is forced to face his past in the most brutal way possible. Oh, very nice.
0: If I'm not mistaken, this is the
1: episode where you play the serial killer.
0: Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I you had, had to take
1: multiple showers. after. I had to do some dark, uh, some cleansing therapies <laughs> after that. Had to Crystals, lot sage, of, a lot of sage, I like to sage, sage myself. <laughs> I just shoved some sage in my ass and lit the other end. <laughs> I'll just smoke out the front. (laughs) Right on, right on.
0: Well either way, we got clean and it's actually one of my favorite episodes. It really is. It's a creepy episode. It's it's intense. It's cinematic. We think you'll like it. And the serial killer gets what he gets gets what's coming to him at the
1: end. Yeah. Luckily, thank God. Yeah, luckily. My girlfriend still hates listening to that episode. She's like, I just don't like thinking of you that way. (laughs) Like it's called acting, baby. It's It's acting. acting. I was playing a character.
0: Uh, That's right unlike JTB where we do not act we just are ourselves and we just have whatever personal conversation answer questions yeah. which we are doing today which we are recording this on March 2nd so if you're here you're obviously hearing this after March 2nd last Thursday we recorded our first ever JTB live Q&A live that's right only for patrons mm-hmm. so Guys, this is something we're going to try to do on the regular. You can go check out that video on patreon.com slash truecrimeguys right now. And you can get in on the next Q&A if you join.
1: Mm-hmm. We're going to try That's and right. start doing these live Q&As a little bit more frequently sometimes. We're going to mm-hmm. see how this one goes. We'll see yep. how the re- reactions were. And we'll see what kind of banter we got to go have between us. So That's right. right. Are those uh, free platform trials still going on, Michael? Or the, they the, the are. Pa- the there Patreon is Patreon s- free trial? Yes.
0: Speaking of Patreon, there is a seven-day free trial still going on right now. And also, speaking of Patreon, we have been taking, from here for the foreseeable future, we'll be doing Patreon case suggestions. So I want to thank Shannon Misner on Patreon. Misner? 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 On Patreon. Anyways, Shannon, thank you very much for this suggestion. You Took us down a dark hole of a spree killer, which we hate to do, but hey, you gotta a, give the people
1: what they want. I'm thinking of the what's the heat miser, she's a crime yeah. Meisner.
2: She's <laughs> a... <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking yeah, about. The heat meister and um, uh,
1: cold meister from like the old Christmas music or whatever, Christmas movie. You know, I hate Christmas music, yeah, I do too. I you hate those Christmas, God, I hate Christmas, old music. claymation ones,
0: yeah. yeah. Let's let's go back to Patreon real quick. I got one more special announcement for you guys, and then we're gonna get into this crazy case. Um, gold stickers are back on Patreon, so if you're an old time listener. Or if you've joined in $5 and up tier and you have not got your gold sticker, please let us know. Send us a a, a message on Patreon or at truecrimeguys at Gmail and we will make it right. And if you are a $10 patron, we will also send you a embroidered patch, a custom embroidered TCG patch if you're on the $10 tier. And if you have not received one of those, hit us up as well.
1: Those patches so. look good. I'll have to get a picture of my new bag that has all the patches yeah, laid out over. Yeah. Have to post it on social media so you guys can see what these patches can look like. That's right. Once they're properly thrown into the water. We got,
0: we got the Lauren tribute, Hush Your Mouth Boy patch. You guys got to check that out, you know, especially if you miss Lauren. Lauren's gone from the show now. So, you know, it's, it, they're even more valuable. We got Lauren on there, Hush Your Mouth Boy, in his 49ers hat. All right.
1: Gone, but not forgotten. Not forgotten.
0: But all right, anything else? Anything else you want to you want
1: to say? Uh, no, man, I'm feeling yeah, good. good. We had that good Patreon episode last week. We got to dress yeah. up, get a little that's free, right. get a little weird in here. That's yeah, right. Trying to get back to the the free platform uh, mood. Get that's Real right. serious.
0: Back to business. Yeah, baby. that's right. We can't banter and dress like cowboys and all that crazy stuff.
1: Mm-mm. Nope. Back nope. to business. But if you'd baby. like to see
0: how uh, plainly we're dressed, check us out on YouTube. Right, YouTube. Mm-hmm. Go subscribe to our True Crime Guys channel and watch this episode instead of listen to it.
1: Yeah, if you're just listening to our nice voices in your ears, go look at us with your eye holes, man. There's Why not? Are, those, put those things to use.
0: That's right. Let's let's put their ears to use, though, and let's get on with this story. Run the intro. Do it! 355,
3: five. the car on five houses road is flashing its lights repeatedly at us. i say just hunker in place. Don't approach at this point. hurts unseen. And I brought one copy. I'm uh, No members are near this place, and this person says there's someone out on their yard with flashlights. One round. I am. Oscar Charlie uh, Staff Halliday. Uh, can you re-announce? Uh, you're in command. You were digital. No one copied. All units on the port of it call. That's our Jeff West. I am on scene at the Great Valley Fire Hall. And I am taking over command and control this time. Southwest is on scene, is now in control of this matter. Yeah, we must drove faster there. We're down at the very bottom, and took a left. Uh, We're going back on Bayshore now, I believe. Street names like Shady Lane. This one, Nature's Lane. Yeah, Shady Lane was to our right. We took a left instead of going Shady, so we'll go back up on Bayshore. Okay, you're going to see another one on your right. Just beyond that is 67. Alright, we're just the Nature Lane on the back on Bayshore. Okay, and Bayshore does go to your right, but keep going straight again. where you came down. Looks like the second house on the right is 67 Bayshore Road. What's that road off there? Well, it'll be our right now coming out just above Nature and Shady. It's associated to
2: this. We just got another call. There's a male that's in the woods on Orchard Beach Road just past the school teacher's house. It's a big house with a white car in the driveway. And he uh, told our caller that his brother's dead up the road. and He's uh, too scared to answer his phone, so he's hiding there. Clinton, Ellison, um, whoever, if that's you that's coming towards him, he says he sees the light coming towards him, but there's something in the woods to the left of you.
3: Yeah, he doesn't appear to be coming out at all. Uh, we're wondering if someone's trying to set it up for an ambush, and they see the big truck here, and they don't, they don't want it to come out. If you could tell him to walk down to the intersection, we'll be here waiting for him.
2: Okay, he sees something strange in the woods on the right-hand side, so he's, he's terrified that he will walk towards the beach, but I believe he's on Port Pit Crescent, so he's going to be eating, hitting that Orchard Beach Drive there um, in, a, in a bit, if I can get him convinced to walk that way. He hears a car.
3: Okay, we're getting closer then.
2: So I'm you to drive out of the road there. He can sort of see your lights starting to walk towards your
3: light. So he's going to start coming towards you, dressed all in black. He's you? We got him. So we're heading back to Portepec Beach Road. I'll jump in uh, the burb and head down and meet with you guys and we're going to go to 200. Uh, it's the uh, outside suspect's house there while we come up with the plan.
0: All right. So, if you could not tell by that intro, wow. we are doing Gabriel Wortman, the Nova Scotia mass shooter. Oh, yeah. Um, the deadliest mass shooting in Nova Scotia's history, with 22 victims and three Ooh. houses set ablaze. Ouch.
1: You're putting those That's right. Those pro numbers up there. Gotta get those. Gotta try and set records oh, all the time.
0: Yeah, it's not used to the word pro, though. You know, you know those it's, Canadians
1: are always trying to set uh, the records. They're always just trying to one-up
0: everyone. Speaking of Canadians, I see you went with a Canadian shirt, to yeah. be fine.
1: I dressed myself before I got real into the episode, and yeah. now I'm not exactly the most proud of this shirt, but we you know what, <laughs> I'm gonna Letter go Kinney. ahead. Letterkenny has nothing to do with this. To be fine. They have nothing to do with this, mm-hmm. to be fine. But nope, like we talked about, it's gonna be Canada. We're gonna have to do a lot of Canadian accents for this one, because that's all yeah. I've heard for the past few hours. It's just... I'm,
0: I'm not good at Canadian accents because they're so subtle, you know. I can say things like "about." Yeah, well, you
1: know? I'll be sorry. I'll be sorry for you. I'll be sorry, for yeah, you,
0: I'll be sorry about boot that. <laughs> I'll be sorry for. That's advice. about as far as my Canadian accent goes. <laughs> that's all you really need to know. It's true. All right, so this story picks up in April of 2020, 420 actually. Oh, <gasps> that's right, but it's not. A, it's not a good 420. If it was April
1: 20th, 4 like 2020.
0: God yeah, damn it. I know, but it's April 18th, 2020. And the RCMP, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police of Nova Scotia. Um, fun fact for you: Nova Scotia actually means New Scotland.
1: Did you know that? Nice, New Scotland. Yeah, I had That's no a idea. New Scotland, but they just changed the accent. To be sorry about it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> we're
1: sorry you couldn't understand us before, right. so we change it to be a little bit easier on you. There you go. There you go.
0: But the RCMP of Nova Scotia sent out a tweet. OK, a tweet that says the RCMP of Nova Scotia is responding to a firearms complaint in the Peak area, Peak Beach Road, Bay Shore Road and Five Houses Road. They put in parentheses. Then it goes on to say the public is asked to avoid the area and stay in their homes with doors locked at this time. Mm. OK, so very, very vague tweet. First off, um, firearms complaint that could mean a lot of shit.
1: And let's just go ahead and like, say, let's remind everybody. This is a tweet. A tweet. Yeah. Put yeah. that in big, bold letters. Tweet. Not
0: everybody's on Twitter, Justin Trudeau.
1: Yeah. Tweet. I right? Not I mean, news broadcast. Let's just keep that in the back of your minds. <laughs> tweet.
0: <laughs> not, yeah. Not a news broadcast, not a radio transmission, not a alert sent to everyone's phone, but just a tweet on Twitter. Mm-hmm. So now this was the only place this announcement was made, like we just reiterated. So few residents who actually saw the tweet, they somewhat dismissed it because of the phrasing firearms complaint.
1: Yeah, what does that mean? I don't know. Exactly. But, but
0: it led residents to believe that it was an isolated thing either way. They figured that it was, at most, a domestic dispute. Yeah. Okay, so. But unfortunately, it wasn't. And by the time police arrived, there were 13 people dead, three houses on fire, and Gabriel
1: Wartman was still on a warpath. Mm. Damn. So. God, that's, that's quite a scene to walk into. That's a, That's quite the firearms complaint so far. That is quite the firearms
0: complaint. So we need to go back and see what created this little warmonger, this little spawn of Satan, Gabriel Wardman. Oh, Let's God see what it. turned him into this, okay?
1: The angel Gabriel. Angel? Was <laughs> he the angel of
0: death? Yeah, was he the angel of death? No, he was not. I think
1: Gabriel a messenger angel, if I'm not mistaken. Well, I don't, oh, we're going to shoot the messenger at this point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know they say don't shoot the messenger, but you kind of fucked it up everybody Spoiler else. Spoiler <laughs> alert, Andy. <laughs> no, y'all? I'm not saying <laughs> that. I'm just saying, like, I know they say don't shoot the messenger, but you kind of deserve <laughs> this one. Yeah. Whatever message he's sending, we don't want to hear it. No, we don't want to hear it. Close so, the door.
0: Gabriel Wartman was born in Hamilton, Ontario, and raised in New Brunswick, Canada. Born on July fifth, nineteen sixty-eight, he shares a birthday with Edie Falco, <gasps> Carmela from The Sopranos. So you got pretty familiar with that one. I knew you were gonna know that one. I, I had, I had to put Carmela on there. Come As on, Nurse Jackie herself. Seriously. Also, P.T. Barnum, okay, founder right. of the circus. I. I think so. Yeah, I think he, that's safe to say. Founder of circus. Of, of a circus. He made circus. He was so circusy. <laughs> also,
1: Huey Lewis, as in the news. Oh, just Huey Lewis, not the whole news, though? Not the whole news, just Huey Lewis. Is they funny. don't they don't all share a birthday that together? That would be incredible. <laughs> you can't be in the band on
0: this, <laughs> this birthday. We don't care how good You're you are. You're not part of the news. They could have been a lot better. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but They You know, they were limited to that July 5th birthday. So Exactly. But anyway, back to Gabriel Wartman. Uh, his parents were Paul and Evelyn Wortman, and it was said that Gabriel was mistreated by his father, who was a chronic petty thief. And it soon became clear that his parents didn't want or weren't ready for Gabriel because they left him with his grandparents, who really weren't much better, and moved to the States. Fitchburg, Michigan, to be exact.
1: Fitchburg. That's right.
0: Um, I that place. And with, while they were in Fitchburg, Michigan, they actually had another child that they immediately gave up for adoption. Damn. Gabriel wouldn't be aware of this until he was 40 years old. Uh, yeah, they had so a real uh, just it? handoff. They just, just hot potato uh, these kids, aren't they? That's what I'm saying. Like, what is wrong with these? Like, you don't believe in contraceptives? Like, you don't believe in condoms or something? Because you obviously don't want children. Yeah. Okay. Because you, I mean, I understand accidents happen, but most people then take the responsibility. But you did it twice.
1: Yeah, like I say, like, just, these kids just falling where they are, just, just wherever the lands. Yeah, maybe Gabriel
0: discouraged them. Maybe he was just a bad kid. Yeah, they're like, you know.
1: I got a bad vibe about this one. Yeah. We, shouldn't, we shouldn't be responsible for the next one either. <laughs> right, right.
0: So he's staying with his grandparents now, but the problem is Gabriel's grandfather was quite abusive as well because he raised his abusive dad. Ah, um, okay. So much so that he drove one of his own sons to stab him in the chest.
1: Ah, boys will be boys. You know how, <laughs> What are you going to do? I you mean, you stabbed how, your dad once or twice. You Andy. know how fathers and sons get. I mean, it's just normal shit, really. Yeah, That's called a Sunday afternoon around here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but lucky for Gabriel, I i guess, not not so lucky for Gabriel, either way, he went back with his parents because they decided they wanted to be good, mm, good might be a little bit stretching it, uh, responsible, hmm present parents there. they wanted to be present parents again they want to be there um so they went and picked up gabriel and moved to the beautiful state of arizona for a very short time because they were like probably like Fuck, it's hot here Jesus. we are going back to canada
1: oh, what my were gr- we thinking oh my christ there's hot. not a moose for any i can't even see anywhere there's not even a ring to play hockey around right here <laughs> i brought my skates for nothing <laughs> just hitting tumbleweeds with this stick. Slurpees melts when I
0: come out the store around here. What is going on? <laughs> but anyway, they moved back to Canada, New Brunswick, uh, to be more precise. That's where, you know, we mentioned that he was raised. And that's where he would spend the rest of his childhood. Now, Gabriel had a pretty pretty rough childhood, as we already alluded to, but not only at home. Uh, he was bullied by classmates, okay. often the target of jokes. Uh, it wasn't much for sports either. He actually preferred just riding his bike. He was actually very obsessed with his bike and you'll see this like as a pattern throughout his life. There's always something he's obsessed with. Hmm. Like just absolutely it's like all his focus is there. He's try- but in at this time of his life, I think the bike was because it was an escape.
1: It was his it was his way out. It
0: was his way out. It was his way to ride around the neighborhood, get away from home, but he would spend hours working on his bike and riding it.
1: Is this like a mountain bike? We're talking BMX bike? Got some, got I have some no sweet pegs clue. on there? I
0: like to think it was like one of those Schwins with the banana seat, you know?
1: <laughs> you <laughs> think it's a Schwinn. <laughs> it's a Schwing. Schwind.
0: I mean, he was born in 68. I just want, okay. I just want to imagine how somebody got those. He's ripe age. He'd be ripe time period driving a nice 70s model Schwinn.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm trying to think. He's born in 69, right? 68. 68. So, yeah, he's growing up just right in the early yeah. 70s. Got those big handlebars up there. Yeah, The man. basket on the front. Oh, yeah. Those bikes those...
0: are badass still. I was, oh, yeah. My kids still want one of those bikes, but now they're like super expensive.
1: Crazy. Like, absolutely. Cruiser bikes now? It's
0: crazy. But back to Wortman here. Uh, As a child, his uncle recalled that the Wortman home was quite dysfunctional. Surprise. uh, Stating that Gabriel's father once handed him a .22 caliber pistol and told him, shoot me. His own father handed him a pistol and said, shoot me.
2: Hmm.
0: Obviously, he didn't do it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Is this a trick? Hmm. Um, Obviously, Gabriel didn't do it, but his uncle did say, that he spoke of plans to kill his family short shortly after that little episode.
1: Okay, like, yeah, that would—that's just bad parenting. Man. Just starting to sow some seeds it, there, I guess. Yeah, yeah, we, that's
0: just bad parenting, man. It reminds me of that Rick and Jerry scene where uh, on Rick and Morty, where Rick takes Jerry to that that uh, diner where no one can die. It's like in a force oh, field. Oh yeah, the amusement and the, park. The, kind of the kids field. are like running around shooting each other with actual guns, but they just keep coming back to life. Yes. Jerry's like,
1: that's just bad parenting. That's just bad parenting. Mm. <laughs>
0: But also, when Gabriel was two and a half, his father, Paul, decided that Gabriel didn't need his favorite blanket anymore, so he set it ablaze in front of him and just burned it. I'll give you
1: something to cry about. Right?
0: Two and a half? Man, you're not even making a point at that. Like, that kid's gonna most likely forget tomorrow, probably. That kid doesn't even know what a blanket is. I mean, two and a half? Yeah. He just learned to walk, probably. I mean, no, not just learned to walk, but, I mean, he's just getting around. No, he could be slow. His, His dad was just being an asshole, probably. But when he was younger than 10, his father made him kill the family dog.
1: Oof. I yeah, like that.
0: That's that's not cool. Whether the dog needed to be put down or not, that's even if it is necessary, I feel like that's a that's a father's job, grandfather's job or something like that. You shouldn't make a child have to bear the weight of that, like, even an animal. And, yeah, this you know, isn't old
1: yeller anymore. This isn't the old prairie life. No, no,
0: no, no. Yeah. And we'll see this kind of surface in the uh, rampage as well because he kills several dogs. Yeah, he had absolutely no qualms about killing animals. Like, they were just existent and just obstacles to be removed.
1: Yeah, they were just, a- a- happened to be there.
0: Exactly. And according to his uncles, he also had no respect for women and no respect for his father.
1: Well, I can see why none of his father, but still.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, his father was most likely abusive to his mother as well, and he saw that, and then, you know, it's going to naturally grow up to not have respect for women. I mean, not naturally, but it's a, it's a, it's an easy jump.
1: Yeah, especially, it's like an easy a, jump. especially for someone who was pretty much abandoned by their yeah. parents as well. It's like, why would I respect you? You gave yep. me
0: up as a baby. Yep. And like a lot of people, uh, especially males who were abused in childhood, you know, they, they want to grow up and have a position of power. And Gabriel had plans to be a police officer. But yeah. for whatever reason, uh, they never panned out. Probably because the psyche vow. Am I right?
1: <laughs> we got your <laughs> test results back and fuck. You might be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <coughs> But anyway, um,
0: regardless, he went on to t- attend uh, New Brunswick University where he had to be quite lonely because other students said that he didn't have a single friend in the dorm.
1: Well, I mean, he could have just been rich into his studies, correct? Probably not. He was probably, weird?
0: Yeah, probably weird.
1: Okay, just probably weird? But
0: okay. but he would go on to graduate. Um, I'm not sure what his major was. I couldn't exactly find that. But he would get a degree. I'm guessing something in the health field since he quickly got a job as a mortician. Um, and then eventually becoming a denturist. I guess he only
1: liked working on the teeth. Yeah, he's just more of a, "Eh, let's just make sure this smile looks real nice and pretty. You got to do the rest of the body. I'll get there. I'll get there. Make sure these lips are all... (laughs) You've been spending... You spent five hours on the teeth. You need to get it done, Gabriel. (gasps) This guy had cavities. I'm just picking...
0: (laughs) (laughs) But apparently the teeth shit worked out for him because he got rich as hell. He opened, sure. yeah, he opened two denture clinics, one in Halifax and one in Dartmouth, and he also owned over $2 million in real estate and was happily married. Uh, well, he was married. Okay, yeah. Yeah, he was, he was married. Everything was. Um, because sometime in 2001, Gabriel and his wife met another couple, one that consisted of Lisa Banfield and her husband. Now, this is crazy. So apparently, shortly after meeting, Gabriel and Lisa fell in love okay. and decided to divorce their spouses and be together.
1: Well, I hope it worked out for the other two as well. It's like, you guys I, just want to trade? Uh, just, right, just just trade, trade? trade permanently here. I get the papers. You get. The, let's just sign these over.
0: You know, the other couple, if that did happen, the other couple would have to feel like the biggest winners in the world. Like, oh, yeah. Considering how this turned out. Especially, I mean, I wonder how her ex thinks about it. He's probably like, oh, well
1: you got what you wanted who's not oh. so bad now
0: right
3: <laughs> who <laughs> who who's,
1: doesn't pick up their underwear now
0: <laughs> who didn't take
3: out the trash oh. last week now
0: <laughs> well either way uh gabriel and lisa would be together for the next 20 years so i guess they they did have something yeah still uh works. yeah and gabriel still after 20 years referring to her as his girlfriend i wonder what that's all about i wonder if like maybe it, it it took some of the excitement away to call her his wife even though she was his common law wife and in, even in Canada she was recon- they were recognized as spouses yeah um, but it. he always referred to her as girlfriend
1: he just didn't want that. He just didn't want that legally binding document anymore. He's like, remember the last time I much paperwork we had to go through? Yeah. I don't want to do that again. No, absolutely not. I can find a new couple that wants to switch. Right. <laughs> and if you, you
0: know, if you're in a couple and someone doesn't want to commit in a way like that, it could be a red flag. Okay, it could be. I'm just saying, it could be. <laughs> Terminology doesn't really matter. A piece of paper doesn't validate your relationship. No, but could be a red flag. But. I'm gonna get in some things that are definitely red flags, like big old shiny waving red flags uh, of caution.
1: <laughs> okay, just airport runway right here. Just <laughs> airport <laughs> runway. Look at me. Look at me. That's right.
0: Airport runway quality red flags right here. Like in 2001, for instance, when Wortman was assa- uh, had assaulted a 15 year old boy outside one of his denture clinics. The boy apparently used the term "grill" to describe a set of dentures, and Wortman Wortman lost it, dude.
1: That's. I mean. I mean, that's I still a common term. So, you still call them grills? I, I mean, if you get a nice grill, yeah. yeah, that's what your teeth look like. That's still your grill, whether or, <laughs> or not it's your, it's, whether it's diamond plated, nickel yeah, plated. Yeah. It was just teeth. It's yeah. still your grill.
0: I love that you're taking this serious because this, that did not happen. I totally made that up. Oh, um, actually, I, didn't actually like that. I was defending. <laughs> I
1: actually. was defending this boyfriend.
0: You're like grill. I mean, it was 2001. A lot of people called it grill. I mean, what's the big deal? Yeah, Lil John was popular. <laughs> Actually, it was far worse than that. Uh, the boy was actually just standing at a nearby bus stop when Wartman stumbled out of his clinic, drunk, I might add, and started threatening the boy, telling him that he needed to leave, and then proceeds to punch him in
1: the head. Okay, for okay. standing?
0: For standing, no standing. Okay, okay. I'm seated, um, don't worry, I'm seated. <laughs> Good, you, you stay seated, buddy. Then a friend of Gabriel's joins in and starts hitting the boy in the head with a crowbar. A fucking crowbar. This is a 15-year-old boy, okay? The boy goes down, obviously, and Gabriel and his friend are not done. Now they start to gang stomp on the boy's head and chest. Finally, a bystander shouts at the men to stop, and the friend flees the scene. And the boy has to be hospitalized, obviously, and Gabriel pleads guilty to assault and is given a conditional discharge plus nine months probation. This was in January of 2002. That's it. That's... Oh, that's it. Man, A slap that's... on the wrist and nine months probation.
1: That's the most un-Canadian part of this whole now, thing. Here, <laughs> <laughs> Just random attack of violence. I mean, I understand. Yeah, that's just, crazy. The most Canadian thing is just the, well, don't do that. Are you sorry? Right. Okay, right. he said he was sorry. Or he said he was sorry. So he they, said he was sorry. They, they let gonna him be do okay? nine months. Yeah.
0: yeah. But he also had to go on anger management. But the biggest blow to him at this point was his privilege of owning firearms was taken away. Ooh. No more firearms for him. That didn't stop him, obviously. I mean I mean we're doing this spoiler alerts didn't stop him. It didn't stop him, but th- this attack him? nonetheless is when he was on the radar. So look at this. Two thousand one. This attack happens in twenty twenty. Two thousand one he was on the radar and was unable to own weapons.
1: Yeah. I think I, I think I read somewhere or heard that they, they didn't even find the friend either. Like, apparently it was just some friend who ran no. out and just crowbarred this kid and was like, all right, yeah. you got this? All right, bye.
0: Yeah, and, you know, Gabriel didn't throw him under the bus, so I guess he, he's not a snitch. Yeah, I guess you can say that. But anyways, on to red flag number two. In 2004, a friend of Wortman stopped at a, on the verge of losing his house. I'm sorry, he was on the verge of losing his house, so Wartman offered up help to this man in the form of buying his property. Okay. Secretly, though, like he 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 put it under the guise that I'll loan you some money, help you get back on your feet. Mm-hmm. But what he was really doing was working this paperwork behind the scenes. He ended up buying this house from his friend and then evicting him and selling the property for a profit.
1: I mean, bam, money maker right there. I mean, <laughs> this is awful. That's like this is back just that's business, baby. It's that's just some business. Awful no. roommate
0: shit right there. That is right. some
1: shady shit.
0: His friend did end up filing a lawsuit against him, but nothing. Nothing really happened.
1: Yeah, just a civil one. That's all you can... Because it exactly. wasn't criminal. Technically, he did it legally. It was... Exactly. Yeah, he bought the house and then kicked his friend out. So. Yeah, it's
0: just a shitty thing to do.
1: Yeah. Then in 2010, Gabriel was investigated because he had
0: verbally threatened his own parents. Uh, nothing came of this either, even though Gabriel's father told police that he had illegal guns, but they were still never taken seriously.
1: Yeah, and this is at the point where he is uh, per, like forbidden from owning guns, correct? Yep. Yes. And he's already made threats in the past about mm-hmm. wanting to kill his parents. His and... own
0: parents are afraid of him. But although his parents treated him pretty badly yeah, as but a we child. Had... So
1: His uncle did say when he was younger, he said he wanted to kill his parents, correct? After his dad is did the, correct. the shoot me thing? That is correct. Okay, so this is not the first threat that he's made against his parents to an extent either. No. Maybe, maybe just the first direct one, at least. Right,
0: Exactly. Then a year later, in 2011, police received an anonymous tip that Wortman once again had illegal guns. He wanted to kill a police officer and that he had mental health issues.
1: Jesus. Now, Gabriel
0: was interviewed by the police at this time, but they were released the same day. He was released the same day, and, you know, I just feel like... He knew how to talk to police. He wanted to be a police officer. He had studied police techniques. He was obsessed with police memorabilia, Mm -hmm. the culture around it, everything, which we'll talk more about later. So I felt like when he's in that that environment, he knows how to flatter these police officers. He knows how to talk to them correctly.
1: You know who it made me think of? was Kemper. It was, was Big Ed Kemper oh, hanging out in, the, Kemper, in the cop yeah. bars and talking to all the cops because he wanted to be a police officer. Yeah, yeah. Like, He was too big. Mm-hmm. So he's hanging out with all the cops. He knows all the lingo. He knows all the all the routes they always take and stuff. So yeah. He knows we like to hang out. So, yeah, I'm sure at this point he's been obsessed with cops this whole time that he, when, as soon as a cop comes to interview him, yep. he talks to them like he's one of them.
0: That's right. Another person belittled as a child and then wants this position of power as an adult. Mm-hmm. And in 2013, Gabriel was reported for assaulting his girlfriend and having illegal firearms. Again. These are honestly getting ridiculous.
1: Yeah, how many but, how many times can one person get a complaint to get? This is the only firearm complaint so far. These are firearm complaints.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like the tweet.
1: <laughs> these are actual firearm complaints. Right.
0: This this one's crazy, man. The audacity. But this one came about while Gabriel was showing off his gun collection to some neighbors who were ex-military. And then he had the nerve to ask them if they could get him more guns.
1: He wants more guns. Yeah, I think I yeah, some that. They are yeah. like, yeah, aren't you these are all illegal guns. Yeah. You guys got any uh, tricks to getting some more? No. No, not for you.
0: They were <laughs> no. like, fuck no, and we're telling the cops you beat your wife, too. <laughs> and he was like, she's my girlfriend. <laughs> um,
1: we're not married. I don't see a ring on this finger, do you? No.
0: <clears throat> but regardless, this mofo slipped the hook again. God. And the police claimed that they never got an official report from Wartman's girlfriend, so they couldn't do anything
1: that's that, that's I a mean, very common thing sometimes with yeah. with abusive situations where you know people on the outside can see that there is physical abuse there's violence or there's, there's some kind of things going on but the yeah. people that are involved they don't want to they're not ready to turn over yet they're not ready to to escape yet so exactly she may not have pressed charges she may not have said anything at this point
0: exactly and then I mean obviously she didn't I mean she's they, they had like I said they were together for a long time like mm-hmm. they had at this time that this complaint was made they were together for 13 years. Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot to consider here. You you inevitably become dependent on your other on your partner over the course of 13 years, and that's a lot to throw away, and she had to consider that, right? Yeah, in some way or another you do. Right. And in 2015, much like in 2004, this was another property dispute. Gabriel was living in a house his uncle owned, and he simply refused to give it back. <laughs> Dude, this guy reminds me of Jameson Bachman. I don't know if, I don't know if you listen to that episode. Oh yeah, the rumor Episode guy. me and Lauren did, yeah, the worst roommate ever. Uh, which we covered in episode number 183. He would basically do the same thing. He would move into a place, um, find some stupid issue, refuse to give it back, sue, yeah. and eventually end up owning the property.
1: Yeah, it's like as soon as he could get one piece of mail sent there yeah. that said he lived there, he knew all the squatter's rights. Yeah, dude. Fuck that guy.
0: Yeah, there, there's some fucked up rules regarding real estate, honestly. And if you know them, you can exploit that shit in awful ways. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I hate to tell you guys, but just I'm telling you that so you don't be a victim. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You got to get that shit in writing. You got to get it right. But not before, not long before the attack. The attack, you know, the whole reason we're doing this episode. Yeah. Wartman withdrew half a million dollars as he was getting paranoid that the government was going to take his money. And it's his mad par- that he
1: had that much money to begin with.
0: I know, right? Like, okay. His paranoia and resentment grew until he did the unthinkable. And on April 18th, 2020, Wartman and his girlfriend returned home sometime before 10 p.m. They were coming home from a small party that they'd been at, possibly in celebration of their 19th anniversary, because it was their 19th anniversary that weekend.
1: uh uh-uh, There was no wedding.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, just dating anniversary. Yeah. People who date still have anniversaries. This
1: is when we officially said we're dating, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is when we officially said, right? Okay. Exactly.
0: But they had been fighting most of the night, probably about that, and even at the party, and it only escalated once they got home. Gabriel eventually handcuffed his girlfriend and put her in one of his retired police vehicles that he bought at an auction. Okay, like I like I referenced earlier, he was obsessed with police memorabilia. He owned four retired police cruisers, and he was obsessed with fixing them up, much like he was with his bike mm-hmm. as a kid. Now he wants to fix up these cruisers. He's obsessed with making them as original and as authentic as possible. You know, probably for the sake of preserving history. Yeah, well, That's I think it was... That's probably it. It's probably nothing that- nefarious.
1: I think they said something like he, like it was common knowledge that he had them too. Like two of them were parked out behind well, there's his There's nothing dentist. wrong with owning them. Yeah, because some people, there's one in uh, the, the town I used to live in. There was like an old police cruiser that was like, it was like a little exhibit at this point. It looked like an old taxi cab slash police yeah. cruiser. But yeah, it's like, I think he had two of them parked outside of one of his dental yeah. places. And then one was in, like, his shop or, like, in his garage or that something is like correct. that. So, yeah, people knew that he had these things. It wasn't yeah. like these were, like, secret cars he'd been building underground. Or, right. Yeah.
0: But a big problem during the chase was that they didn't realize he had so many. they, yeah, knew they he, he had They, three, they knew right? he had two, possibly three, but they had no clue he had four. Yeah. And this fourth one, he had it dressed up to the T's, Like, it looked exactly like an RCMP car. Mm-hmm. But anyways, after he put his girlfriend in this fake police car, he set fire to his house and loaded firearms into the vehicle. He then returned to the party, killing seven people.
1: Jesus.
0: While he was at the party, his girlfriend was able to escape, and she broke out of the car and fleed into the woods, eventually calling 911. Oh, my now, God. He returned to this property and tried to find her, and he ended up shooting a neighbor across the street who had stepped outside to see what was going on.
1: Oh my God! Yeah, that was one of the that was one of the hardest ones I think I heard about in the entire timeline was like the, the, I think it was the second, the second killing, not the first yeah. like a, initial shooting, yeah. But the the first victim he got after them, I think yeah. that was one of the saddest ones to me. Was was this one you just talked just about?
0: The the randomness of the killings, the the coldheartedness of it, everything is just it makes all of these very tough to listen to. So mm-hmm. just be warning we we warned we're not going through every single victim, but I'm uh, we are going through some of them. So. Uh, at that time, two more of his neighbors, Clinton and Corey Ellison, pull up to his house. You know, because it's on fire. Yeah. And they notice Wartman sitting in the fake police car. He immediately opened fire on the two men, hitting Corey in the shoulder and grazing Clinton's forehead. Talk about lucky. Uh, apparently, he saw the laser sight on Gabriel's gun and ducked at just the right time. Clinton then ran into the woods, called his parents, who live in the area, to warn them, and then called 911. Also around this time, in another family, uh, the Blairs were also curious about the commotion that was going on. And as Greg Blair stepped out into his front lawn to check it out, Gabriel approached him. They exchanged words. They knew each other. Yeah. And Greg said something to the effect of, what the fuck are you doing with a gun? Before <laughs> he was shot dead on his lawn.
1: You've had several times to be not having those. I yeah. know.
0: We all know you should not have those. Yeah. I mean, everybody who was close to him knew that, that he was dangerous. Yeah. I think they really did. Um, and Greg's wife, Jamie, was also outside, obviously not as far into the yard, but she immediately runs back inside. She sent her kids to the basement and then went back to secure the front door and call 911. But as she had her back to the door on the phone, Gabriel shot her through the door.
1: Oh, that's like some Terminator shit right it's, there. Like, dude, just it's some,
0: terrifying.
1: Or like some Halloween shit, like the knife coming through the door or something. Yeah. But yeah, just like. Back, like hold, like barricading the door and then just getting shot through it. It's oh, that's, brutal, that's dude. so terrifying.
0: But luckily, uh, their two sons were able to get into a closet before Gabriel entered the home and I guess he didn't know about them. Thank, yeah. Thank God. Um, but he immediately uh, went over to the fireplace, started pulling logs out of the fireplace and just throwing on fire logs all over the house. Then he goes and turns on the gas range in the kitchen and then leaves. These boys are still in the closet. Luckily, one of them uh, was old enough to know that they needed to get the hell out of there. Yeah, they so smelled some smoke or he, something. Yeah, so he took his younger brother, and uh, they went to the house next door, the home of Lisa McCulley. Uh She was a teacher with two kids of her own.
1: Oh yeah, this is the this is the one I was talking about earlier, the sad one.
0: Right. Yeah, we talked about it a little before the show. Uh, she hid the boys in her basement along with her own children, and then went back outside where she saw what she thought was an RCMP officer. She flagged him down to ask if to ask him if they should evacuate. And the fake cop said nothing, because it was Gabriel Wartman. And he shot her dead upon arrival. Um, But the children in the basement were unbeknownst to him. He had no idea. He did not enter this house. And thank God he never thought to, because it would take up to two hours before these kids were rescued from this basement.
1: Yeah, Imagine being
0: in there, imagine being those two kids whose mother was just shot on the lawn. You know, oh, well, I mean, the other two kids, their parents were just killed, too. It's like uh, all the adults they know, all of their parents are gone. Well, I And mean, they're I think, in a basement just not knowing what the hell's happening.
1: And, you know, the two ki- the the woman who put the kids in the basement, you have to think that her kids are down there. They don't know that their mom has been shot. She yeah. just put them all down there and said, I'm going to go see what's yeah, up. Yeah, but
0: two hours later, they yeah, know their like, mom ain't come back. That's you the thing. What it's what like after
1: a little while, it's like, where is she? Yeah. Why is she not come back? So, exactly. yeah, they're just down there with nothing. Exactly. That's, te- that's just... Oh, that's so sad.
0: And unfortunately, Gabriel wasn't done. He seemed to have a few more stops to make uh, in this neighborhood, one of which was at the home of Aaron Tuck, a man that he had been fighting with. You see, Aaron had inherited his house and was in the process of fixing it up to be a family home. But Gabriel wanted to purchase his property because it was waterfront. Okay. So he made Aaron a stupid, stupid offer of $18,000. Aaron rightfully declined that bullshit... And Gabriel immediately turned aggressive towards him and tried to intimidate Aaron, according to neighbors who were on site that day. Jesus. Take and, my money or I'm going
1: to punch you. Yeah.
0: And I'm sure this was running through Gabriel's mind uh, when he stormed into the Tuck's living room, killing Aaron, his girlfriend, Jolene Oliver, and their 17-year-old daughter, Emily Tuck, at point-blank range.
1: Yeah, this man was nothing if not petty. Let's remember that.
0: Yeah. A lot of these, a lot of these murders were uh, planned. There, yeah. were, there were random people that were killed during this spree, but a lot of them, he was hunting them. Mm-hmm. It was around this time at 11.32 p.m. that the tweet that we referenced at the beginning of this episode was sent out. So all of this has happened before the tweet is sent out about a firearms complaint. And yes, I know it said, stay in homes with doors locked, mm-hmm. but
1: but it's only on Twitter. It's only on Twitter. And it's a That's firearms... That's the biggest problem I have with it. A firearms complaint. That's literally a, that's so vague. Not
0: everyone's on Twitter. Like, yeah. you guys don't have like the Amber Alert system, mm-hmm. like yeah. something where you can send out a text to everybody. I know, Maple Alert? Yeah, whatever. Emergency Alert system. Send it out to everyone's cell phone, like something, everyone in that area, at mm-hmm. least. You know, it's just, the warnings just were not there. And by the time police finally did arrive, Wartman had killed 13 people and set three houses on fire. He was able to evade the police by driving out the back of the neighborhood through a blueberry field. Apparently, the police weren't aware of this way out or didn't think he would take it.
2: Mm. They also
0: weren't aware that he looked exactly like them at the time. He was wearing a RCMP uniform and driving one of his local retired police cruisers. He even added a police cruiser identification number onto the side of his car. Which so, was the
1: big no no thing. You can't tag you
0: them. You absolutely as a, cannot do that. You can't tag them as an active no. car. That is the only thing they removed from the vehicles, really. I mean, aside from the lights and sirens and shit. Yeah. You know, but yeah, you cannot put an official registration number on the side of your, your retired police cruiser.
1: Yeah. And let's not all, let's also not forget that he was able to escape so quickly too, is because they did not have any roadblocks set up at this point yet. They didn't. Well, not through the blueberry field. They did everywhere else
0: coming out of that neighborhood.
1: Yeah. But they didn't have, they didn't even know that this, like this would even be an option for him to just drive out through a blueberry field. They were just like, that was an option? We can do that? Yeah. I didn't and know these cars have, could do that. And they may not have known about it. They may not have known about it. Yeah, I didn't know these cars could do that. Yeah. <laughs> right?
0: <laughs> but either way, he spent the night behind a welding shop in Portapique, and then drove to a house in Wentworth, arriving there around 6.30 a.m., where he immediately killed the two residents inside and their two dogs. God. Three hours later, he set the house
1: on fire, then killed another neighbor who had seen the fire and come out to help did you did you see anything about this uh this family right here uh because the, there was a there was a it was a weird thing that he was there for three about three hours mm-hmm. um did you see why they were why he seemed to have been there for so long because I saw one theory yeah um but there was there's not actually proof about it. Because I saw the like the daughter of that family being interviewed, and she didn't really have any idea. But I think one of the investigators had a theory. Did you get any of those? No, let's hear it. They said that one, the only reason he was at this house for so long, because everything else, it was kind of just a stop and go. Like, either just a shot and then leave and then yeah. burn the house. He was here for so long is because he actually knew these two people. The, the, fam- the, the husband and wife were former corrections officers. Okay. So they both owned multiple firearms and legally owned and were hidden around the house. Yeah. He knew this went there because he knew these people were going to have more guns and ammo for them, killed them, and then spent that time searching the house to try and make sure he found all the guns and more ammo so that he could then continue his rampage.
0: Yes. I think he was also laying low here for a little while, too, because he knew he had a little bit of time because he had escaped through a route that the police had no idea. So surely after he escaped... The police were still sitting at their roadblocks for a little while. Yeah. Right? That's pretty safe to say before the new calls came in.
1: Yeah. No one's come through here. I guess we're, I guess these roads are pretty secure. Exactly. Exactly.
0: So as he, but as he was fleeing the neighborhood, he also shot and killed a pedestrian. Um, Both the helpful neighbor and the pedestrian were unknown to him. Those two were just random senseless killings, basically just. I don't know, just to kill witnesses, I guess? Or I just that, because
1: Yeah, I think that woman was literally just out for a walk. Yeah. Like he and just and drove and by. And the neighbor and who her. came
0: up to help as well. Like they he had no idea who they were.
1: Yeah, she was just out for a walk and he just drove by and shot her. Right. So
0: And it was also around this time that his girlfriend, who escaped the cop car and fled through the woods, has contacted police and now they have a confirmation on the shooter's identity. Though he was already named by multiple people via 911 calls as early as 15 minutes into the shooting.
1: Exactly, yeah.
0: And this public announcement regarding his identity took place eight hours after the attack began. Oh, God. And at 9.45 a.m., he arrived at another home and tried to gain entry by impersonating a police officer. He was in his fake uniform, obviously, but the occupants recognized him from a window and didn't come to the door. Some other people he knew as well. (laughs) He attempted to trick them into thinking he was an officer involved in the manhunt by calling out his own name and shouting, Come out with your hands up. The occupants called the police, but he left before they arrived.
1: I would have liked to have seen that interaction of just the neighbor being like...
0: That'd be funny if they had a ring doorbell.
1: (laughs) Gabriel, come (laughs) out with your hands up. We can see you. We see you, Gabe. Just go home. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, come to the ring <laughs> door. We can see you, Gabe. We, we see
0: you, Gabe. Leave, please. Puts his thumb over it. <laughs> You're never getting your money back. Get out of here. <laughs>
1: just puts Yeah, just puts a thumb over it.
0: Right. But before 10 a.m., the shooter performed two traffic stops on random cars, killing both occupants. And it was shortly after this that police warned the public for the first time that he was impersonating an officer. Mm, So you see how late these updates are coming. Like multiple people have already ran up to him thinking he's an RCMP and being killed because they had no idea that someone was impersonating an officer.
1: Yeah. And they might have just seen these vague tweets and been seeing. then they see a cop and they think, oh, maybe I can ask him what's going on. Or not seeing the tweets at all. I mean, most people.
0: But that was approximately at 1049 a.m., nearly 12 hours after the attack began. That was also around the time he had his first interaction with an actual police officer. Okay. He pulls up alongside an actual RCMP police cruiser and immediately opens fire on the driver, hitting him, but the officer survives. He then proceeds down the road where he rams another police cruiser head-on. Now, the officer inside this cruiser is Heidi Stevenson. and Her and Wartman exchange fire, and unfortunately, Wartman comes out victorious. He then took her gun, set fire to both police cruisers, and then, with a stroke of luck for him, I guess, a Good Samaritan pulls up to help the two police officers that he who seem to be in a, danger. Right?
1: He thought just got into a car accident. Exactly.
0: Only to be shot as
1: Gabriel steals their Chevy Tracker. So I did hear one thing about the, the the reason he pulled up alongside of it. You're thinking like, why would a why would a cop just let him pull up alongside of him? It's because the cop he pulled up alongside was actually supposed to be meeting another officer. Yeah. And the so it's like the cop he pulls up alongside. Is supposed to be meeting the one who rams him. Right. So, like, he pulls up alongside, the cop sees it's not the girl he's expecting. Yep. He starts to shoot at him, and they think that she saw him do this. Yeah. And that maybe she rammed him. Like, that she, he saw her, he tried to pull away and she rammed his car to try exactly. and stop him. But yeah, either way, she, she didn't get to walk out of there. Luckily, the first officer did, but yeah. That's that's what I
0: figured. I figured that they were meeting. I didn't know that for sure. That's why. Yeah, that's one of the reasons he was
1: the first officer was so comfortable, like thinking, oh, this cop's pulling up next to me. It's the woman I was expecting.
0: Exactly. So but unfortunately for Gabriel, the police were aware of his little vehicle switch, though. They knew he was in this Chevy tracker because they probably arrived at this scene very quickly. I mean, the the first officer he shot was very close by Mm -hmm. and he didn't kill him. So he was probably able to get on the radio and get people on his tail. Now, this was around 11 a.m. He then drives to the home of Gina Goulet, which is a woman he knew, I guess an acquaintance of his. Um, and when she answered the door, he shot and killed her and then changed clothes and stole her car, which was a Mazda 3. Now, the police were not aware of this switch, mm-hmm. but it didn't really matter because he needed gas. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, when you need gas, you need gas. and Just was- cranked that car and
1: ding, ding. Son of Son a, of a bitch.
0: bitch. I've been telling Gina, she's, she always leaves this bitch on e. She's always riding around on fumes. It's terrible. But by 1126, he was pulling into a gas station in Enfield. And it just so happened that two RCMPs were also refueling at the time. Two RCMP vehicles. There were multiple officers in each vehicle in SWAT gear looking for him. These, okay. are, these are SWAT vans. These yes. are
1: like the, the, the big military vehicles. Right. It's only vehicles. two
0: vehicles. And some reports will lead you to believe that there were two officers on site, but that's not the case. I'd say from the video, there's at least three or four, which I have linked below the
1: description. Yeah, there's pictures um, of several heavily armed officers. Yeah. These aren't just two officers, you know, sidearms. These are fully geared yeah. out soldiers at the this point. The video of the
0: altercation is available still yeah, online.
1: Yeah, so, these are not just two cops who just happened to pull up.
0: Right. But one of them recognized Wartman from a wound that he had on his head, and according to the video and news coverage, like I said, the link is below the description if you guys want to check this out, you know, viewer discretion advised, Um, but the multiple RCMP in SWAT gear approached his car and opened fire, and at the same time, Gabriel was said to have shot himself in the head, with his cause of death being multiple gunshot wounds, that's most likely why they opened fired is because he was raising that gun to shoot himself in the head, and they didn't know what he was doing, and they knew that he was armed and dangerous, so as soon as they saw that gun come up over the dash, maybe he had time to pull the trigger, I don't know, but either way, they made sure.
1: Yeah, like I said, they probably already had guns drawn on him, yes. and he was trying to get that gun up as quickly as possible. Yeah. RCMP most likely
0: had a shoot-to-kill order. I did see a lot of articles saying that they did, and then a lot of it was left out. There's, a, there's some sources that say that... Wartman even surrendered the gun that he took from the other officer that he rammed. Mm-hmm. That he surrendered the gun, and then they shot him. Uh, obviously, that didn't happen. You can watch the video and see Wartman is still sitting in the Mazda 3 yeah. when they opened fire on him. So I don't really know where, where that information came from, but that's just that's a big red herring in this case. That's, that's not how it went down. But either way, good riddance, you piece of shit.
1: Yeah, absolutely at this point. Yeah. God. I mean,
0: the lives that he took, man. And you know, with cases like this, with these mass killings, it's important to remember that with a high number of casualties that each life is still important and needs to be remembered. You know yeah. what I mean? That's why I tried to include as many names as I could. Um, but unfortunately, as the old saying goes, one death is a tragedy, a million is a statistic. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I mean, that's just ha- That's just how it's usually reported. But to end this show, we'd like to acknowledge everyone who was killed on April 18th and 19th in what was the deadliest shooting in Nova Scotia's history. Okay. Like we said, 22 people died through, over the course of those two days in 2020, and they were Gina Goulet, Don Gouletchen, Frank Gouletchen, Jolene Oliver, Sean McLeod, Elena Jenkins, uh, John Zoll, Lisa McCauley, Joey Weber, Heidi Stevenson, Heather O'Brien, Jamie Blair, Greg Blair, Kristen Beaton, Lillian Campbell, Joanne, Joanne Thomas, Peter Bond, Joy Bond, Tom Bagley, Corey Ellison, Emily Tuck, and Aaron Tuck. Hearing them all back-to-back like that, man, it just it like gives me chills. Like just, mm-hmm. it, it just, It just puts it all in perspective. And you hear there's a lot of matching last names in there, too. So those were the, some of the families that he slaughtered, like with Emily Tuck and Aaron Tuck, that's a daughter and father. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jamie Blair and Greg Blair, that's a husband and wife. Um, yeah, not that was... it makes it any better or any worse, I'm just saying. Um, it just makes it more relatable. Yeah, the, the callousness of this attack.
1: Yeah, some of those things, some of those people were just shot in the in their own homes, like he just walked to the front door of people he knew, yeah. and they they were not expecting it. It's the middle of the night, it's not, you know, they're not out in public, nothing crazy no. is going on. Yeah, it's Absolutely just a not, terrifying man. thing to even, just to put yourself in those situations.
0: That's right. And in the aftermath, what happened, Right. Let's talk about that for a minute. What happened because of this case? Less than two weeks after the massacre, Justin Trudeau banned more than 1,500 models and variants of assault-style weapons, making their use, sale, or import illegal. Quote, These weapons were designed for one purpose, and one purpose only, to kill the largest number of people in the shortest amount of time, Trudeau said. And in 2019, Trudeau's Liberal Party ran on a promise of stricter gun control, And the Nova Scotia tragedy just emboldened that stance, really. Mm. Uh, Trudeau's government introduced more gun control legislation in early 2021, promising to beef up the regulation of guns and their owners. And for decades, polls have shown that a majority of Canadians support stricter gun control. But the Trudeau government's effort to pass more legislation has been met with some skepticism from both gun control advocates and detractors. Hmm. Canada's opposition leader, conservative party leader, Aaron O'Toole, says Trudeau's new and proposed gun bans and buyback schemes will punish law-abiding gun owners while doing little to solve the growing problem of gun violence in in Canadian cities. And, you know, they have a point, right? They both have a point. Round and round we go. Yeah, this gun debate. Even... It's like in America, I'm like oh my god, I'm so fucking tired of hearing about this debate. i it but it's something has to be done. Yeah. You know what I mean at this point. And but it does make I mean, but the even the conservative leader, they make a great point in, in talking about how it's not doing anything. I mean, Gabriel Wartman himself was unable to have guns, was completely unallowed, wasn't even allowed to hold one. Mm -hmm. And you've seen what happened. Exactly. These people, these awful people who want to do these types of things... They're going to find a way to get these guns.
1: Yeah, wasn't uh, one of... Some of his guns were actually like left to him or like just given or left to him by a friend or something like that too because he wasn't allowed to buy them. Well, listen, obviously he didn't have the
0: best friends when one of them helps you beat, almost beat to death a 15-year-old.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know what
0: I'm saying? Like he had the type of friends that were probably no stranger to getting in trouble with the law. And so, you know... I'm just I'm just throwing this out there. I don't know for a fact. Maybe he had great friends. I don't know. But- he didn't
1: seem to have many when he was younger, and then as he got older, it seemed like he they they even said like I heard some of his neighbors talking about that he was an eccentric guy. Like he was yeah. he was quick to anger sometimes. He was very quick to just threaten or show off his yeah. guns or show off his mm-hmm. his cop memorabilia. And there's just some, there's there's a red flag sometimes. Like we we've talked about oh, guys. No there's a, there's always a there's always a. A healthy amount of interest to have in something, yeah. and then it becomes an obsession.
0: There's a really interesting video. Um, speaking of that, that I found on YouTube while I was researching this case, and it's uh, it's by Dr. Grande. You guys, if you're in true crime and you've watched a lot of true crime videos, you may have seen his videos. Um, he he is a psychiatrist and he you know he breaks down these true crime cases and then he he doesn't diagnose the people but he says what may be going on in their mind yeah. obviously yeah, but I've it's called Gabriel Wartman case analysis what are the characteristics of wannabe cops I have linked the video below the description of this very episode guys it is worth it is worth checking out um, all of his information regarding the case is not exactly factual but it's interesting to hear his his characteristic breakdown and personality breakdown of Gabriel yeah, Wartman. Exactly. And you guys, you know, you've you you've seen this a lot in true crime. You really have.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But, yeah, I, I, tend to, I tend to stray away from these cases, honestly. Um, I really do. I, I don't like the mass shooters because they usually have an agenda and, you know, they want their name out there. And I hate that I had to say his name so many times, but otherwise, like, how would you know? I mean, I guess I could have said the shooter mm-hmm. this whole episode or whatever, but I don't want to... You know, I, I don't want to put his name in the in the title. Um, nothing like that. I don't want these people to have fame from these things. But at the same time, I do believe it's very helpful for us to see the warning signs of the people who might be capable mm-hmm. of committing something like this. Like this man had multiple red flags. This man had 20 years of red flags. Absolutely. That were just waved off.
1: Yeah. And um, that's another thing too. It's like, we, we don't want to say like, you know, keep too close for to an eye on people. But this guy, like, yeah, he did. He said a lot of things. He had mu- multiple run-ins. He had an, a, an assault charge yep. on a child. Like some of these things you can't just brush under the rug, guys. I mean, like, I, I understand that this guy may have knew, knew how to talk to police or knew how to, the right lingo. Yeah. But guys, there's there has to be a line at some point.
0: That's right. That's ha- there has to be a line. And this guy needed to be found out. He really did. You know what else needs to be found out? Oh My Gaia, because they they're freaking out? amazing.
1: Get some Canadian Oh My Gaia in there. You need to find
0: out about Oh My Gaia. It's not Canadian. Some... Uh, it's in Idaho. Well, Idaho I bet there's, a,
1: there's some Canadian scents in there, Michael. Get a lumberjack. but that's a good that's Canadian true. scent. Maybe some maple syrup. <laughs> maple uh, syrup. Get some maple up in you there. You will want to eat that one. I'll just be like, <laughs> <laughs> you'll, them, you'll be seeing us on the podcast. I'm just reading, just licking Michael. Yeah, if you guys haven't
0: seen uh, the YouTube video of the first episode of True Crime Guys that Andy was on, he, he tried some Oh My Gaia the wrong way. But hey, we don't. We don't judge. You try it however you want. There's no right? There's no wrong way to try it. That's right. Your money's good here, however you want to try the deodorant. <laughs> but if you don't know what we're talking about, Oh My Guy is an innovative, all-natural deodorant, fragrance, and beard oil company specializing in paraben and aluminum-free products. Their innovative line of deodorants inhibit the growth of odor-causing bacteria while still maintaining effectiveness. And there's tons of scents to choose from, as Andy alluded to, mm-hmm. like vanilla, cherry almond, sandalwood, lavender, lemongrass, Egyptian musk, one of my favorites, coconut, dreamsicle, leather, lumberjack... Honeysuckle, Fireside, another great one. Mm-hmm. Uh, bergamot Amber, Pear, Sweet Peas, Sailor, Oh, Barbershop. Sailor, I think that's the one you tried, right? That was the one I you tried. You like that? It tastes like a good old Sailor? It tasted like something. Good. Um, <laughs> and because we are True Crime Guys, we have our own scent with Oh My Gaia. We've been working with Oh My Gaia for years, guys. Mm-hmm. Our own scent called True Crime Pine. It has our oldest True Crime Guys logo on there. The old mugshots, which I still think is really cool. Um, And because you're True Crime Guys listeners, you can use the code creeper for 15% off your order. That's C-R-E-E-P-E-R for 15% off your order at shop underscore ohmygaia on Instagram or ohmygaia.com. That's O-H-M-Y-G-A-I-A dot com. Again, use code word creeper for 15% off as well as for tonic. You can also use code creeper.
1: After we got all smelling good over there with our true crime yeah, pine. Yeah, you got to take care of the inside now. Not, not to be confused with true crime crisp pine. That's a it's a totally different scent. It's a limited <laughs> edition though. But guys, like Michael said, not all things are created equal just like Oh My Guys products are not created equal. Tonic's products are not created equal. Not all CBD products are the same from how the hemp is grown and processed to how it's formulated or delivered into your body. Like we've talked about so many times, we put it in there, you just keep it down and it just stays and keeps you Nice and vibing. That's why Tonic's products really stand out from their original formulas using CBD, adaptogens, herbs, and superfoods, and has been working to deliver the most effective, intentional, and sustainable products possible. Tonic cultivates their own hemp and certified organic family farm in upstate New York. That hemp travels only 30 minutes to their distribution facility where it's turned into a finished product. 30 minutes? That's not very far. That's not like a store. All. That's like a supermarket trip. Right? Yeah, where it's turned into a finished product, then sent directly to you. That might be 30 minutes away. Might be longer, but it's still going to be as fresh as possible. With <laughs> the ro- h- values rooted in high quality, integrity, and sustainability, Tonic is committed to creating plant-based wellness products that are good for the people and good for the planet, so right visit tonicvibes.com to learn more and use code word Creeper for 20% off your order. Again, that is tonicvibes.com to learn more and use 20 per, for 20% off. Use code word Creeper for your first order. Let's get those vibes out there, guys! Everybody, start getting some good vibes. Yes. You can listen to some TCG while yes. you're just fighting That's right, and smelling and, good, and
0: smelling good too. Mm-hmm. Gosh, we got it all. We got it all, guys. Um, we want to do something, I want to do something a little different in this episode, something that me and Lauren used to do and we haven't done in a very long time, and we're going to check out some reviews today. In a today. hot minute. In That's a hot out. minute, we haven't checked out any reviews, so I'm, I'm sure we missed plenty. Um, if you had have taken the opportunity to go and taken the time to go and rate the show, we appreciate that very much, guys. That really helps us get noticed. Um, it helps other listeners know what they're in for to a certain extent. But either way, we appreciate it, and we wanted to give a shout-out to some people who've left, re- left reviews lately.
1: Let everybody know about this different dynamic that we got going That's
0: on. That's right. It's a different dynamic, so we, we kind of want some feedback still. Here's one. It says, freeloading. Five stars. It says, my mom has been listening to you guys for quite a bit now, and she's a major freeloader, so she wanted me to tell you that you guys rock.
1: <laughs> nice. You <laughs> right rock, on.
0: too, person's mom. Skeddy 60 I'm sorry, the font on my computer. So tiny. Sketty the first. Sketty's Skitty, mom. That's right. You rock, Sketty. Uh, and then Julie Julia Jackson says, five stars. I like the new guy so far. I'm the new guy. That that's me. That's you, Andy. That's me. Wow. There Get you go. Me. Well, good. Hold on to that one because you're going to need it. I'm going to keep
1: these good feelings
0: and yeah, yeah, you are going to continue that rolling. One. That's right.
1: Nothing but up uphill battles. That's We're right. all, all downhill from here, right?
0: <laughs> that's right. Here's uh, Star Baby 23's left a five-star review. Says, uh, this podcast is great. Lots of research is put into each case, both big and small, and they respect the victims. I found the podcast from Killer Queens in November, and I just joined Patreon so I can keep creeping. Right on. Thank you for joining Patreon, and thank you, Killer Queens.
1: Thank you. For a shout-out. Thanks, girls. Appreciate that.
0: Now. Let's we we don't typically do this on the show. Actually, we never do this on the show and that is give attention to bad reviews. You about to reveal something behind this curtain, <laughs> but we are going to do it because we're going to do it today. We're going to make an exception because this is Andy's first bad review on the show. And I told him when <laughs> on the show. Let's be clear. I've Not gotten life. plenty of bad reviews Not before, life, but on the show. And I told him I'm like I always told him, when you start, I'm like, if you're not getting bad reviews, enough people aren't listening. Mm -hmm. You know, bad reviews are a milestone. So Andy got one here uh, from somebody who chose to pretty much be anonymous. It's like the letter M and a bunch of letters. So, yeah, so that is what it is. Um, But they says, please take your new friend off. (laughs) One star. And it goes on to say, new friend is annoying when he keeps interrupting you when you're telling the story. But what if I... uh, God damn it, Andy. I'm going to one-star you myself. Especially when he was wrong about Lauren having her own hair in her hand, which was the most recent episode at the time. I think it was our first episode together. I think so, Matthew and Lauren Phelps.
1: Yeah, the killer cough syrup killer.
0: Um, It says he doesn't acknowledge he's wrong. He just changed the subject and tries to move on. I would gladly just give you a five-star review. I would give you a five-star review, too. I would appreciate that. Um, But this is a conversational-style podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, It is Andy's job to interrupt me. To an extent. I would say to an extent, like too much, I'll let him know. But for the most part, it's it's kind of the point. It's and kind of the point of him being here is to, is to add add
1: color, add some conversation. And if you right. ask anybody who knows me, I've never been wrong before. So why would I admit that now? <laughs> oh, Jesus.
0: And therein lies part of the problem.
1: <laughs> <laughs> One star. <laughs> But right
0: on. But yeah, so uh, guys, don't go leaving bad reviews thinking we're going to give you attention because we're not. We just wanted to do that one to uh, honor Andy's first bad review from some anonymous person who oh, will probably listen anyway. I'm just going to let all bad that. Review.
1: Just let all that let good that energy in, just man. flow over me. There you go. I'm going to marinate in that for all the rest of the day. And That's just... right. Oh, yeah. I want to find you, Ma. <laughs> yeah, Ma. Ma, can't
0: numbers, numbers, numbers. They just can't accept it because it's a different dynamic.
1: I get it. It's a different dynamic, It's folks. a different dynamic. We don't apologize for that. That's right.
0: <laughs> but, guys, that's pretty much it. Uh, go subscribe. Go like the channel. Like the video or whatever if you're watching it on YouTube. We appreciate that very much, trying to grow that YouTube channel. We just busted over 1,000 subscribers. We haven't been on YouTube nearly as long as we've been podcasting. So if you are a listener, please go over there and support the show. Subscribe uh, to the channel there. Also, hit us up on social media, at True Crime Guys, wherever you are. Again, patreon.com slash Guys. For just five bucks a month, you get access to everything we make on the True Crime Guys network. Every single thing, guys. Sandu stuff included. Ooh. All right. Sandu too? That's right. And don't forget, check out Sandu stories. Check out Strange and Unexplained, our other two shows that you can find on any free platform, wherever you listen, for all, all the right? freeloaders out uh, there. For you, ma, a bunch of numbers who doesn't like people to discuss things, you might want to check out Strange Unexplained, where I just do the podcast by myself. You so can go leave Michael me a, a, a five star review on there.
1: Yeah, that's a five star for you yeah. right there. There
0: you go. That's just what Michael. that's what the show would be like without Andy. That's what it is.
1: Except for every fourth episode where I might, you know, what you'll get there. <laughs> you'll get there. It's confusing. <laughs> you'll figure it out. Uh, but yeah, that's it. Andy, you got anything else? No, you man. I'm happy. Right, yeah. do some JTB sometimes. See how this live stream kind of works that's out. That's right. All right, guys. Hope you, uh, hope you had some good feedback this time. I can't wait to see you next time.
0: All right. Uh, keep creeping? Maybe. See ya.
1: If you've enjoyed this episode, please feel free to check out all the other shows on our TCG network, as well as subscribing to our YouTube channel. Starting every Monday with new episodes of Strange and Unexplained, followed every other Tuesday by our audio drama podcast, Sandu Stories. Then, of course, new episodes of True Crime Guys every Wednesday, And if that's not enough, head on over to our Patreon, where you can have access to hundreds of hours of exclusive content, including older episodes, strange shorts, the latest edition of Sandu Stories, and of course,
3: higher thoughts. But until next time, guys, keep creeping. You hush your mouth, boy.